0: Hawkeyes quarterback Cade McNamara is limited by an
1: unspecified leg second. injury as Brand. Iowa gets ready for Saturday's Cyhawk showdown at Jack Trice Stadium. Travis Kelsey to be a game-time decision for the Chiefs as they raise their championship banner on opening night in the NFL. DraftKings line as the Chiefs by four and a half over the Lions. The women's semifinals are on tap at the U.S. Open tonight with Coco Goff playing Carolina Mohova, followed by Madison Keys and Arena Sabalenka. I'm Doug Thompson. For the win from the Jethro's barbecue studios, where every Thursday Bubba's boneless wings are half price. Or this is Des Moines Sports Station 106.3 KXNO.
2: Hi right, Miller and Condon, welcome back to Des Moines Sports Station 106.3 KXNO, John Bowen Camp. Associated Press, bottom of the hour, he covers the Hawkeyes. Uh, he'll join us. Trent's plays of the day before we get out of here just before uh, 1 o'clock. Uh, let's talk to our friend Matt Poston's Heartland College Sports, where they cover uh, the Big 12. Uh, and Matt joins us for the first time during the season. He joins us during the offseason a whole bunch, but we actually have games we can look back on and uh, he'll form our opinion going forward. Hello, Matt Poston's and Ken. Thanks for coming on, Matt. How are you?
3: I'm good, guys. How are you
2: doing? Doing well, and can't wait to pick your brain, particularly a couple of the Texas schools uh, from opening weekend. Let's start, first of all, at Baylor. Uh, I didn't see that coming. Mm. I, I mean, I know Trent didn't. No. Uh, and now Baylor's got a really, I think, an incredibly difficult game this week as they'll take on uh, they got Utah. Um, mm mm-hmm. What, what's going on with Baylor? What's, what was, I guess, some of your, ta- obviously, shape and going down. That wasn't ideal by any means. Uh, but th- by all accounts, this wasn't a fluke, right? Texas Tech took it to them.
3: Yeah, I mean, uh, we, when we did our position rankings at the, going into the preseason, one of the position areas for Baylor that we kind of identified as a weakness was their offensive line. Um, and it, it kind of showed up against Texas State on on Saturday they had difficulty protecting shape and ended up with the injury. Uh, They, they weren't as productive on the ground as I think they wanted to be. Uh, You know, they're, they're definitely working through some things up front. That was the biggest thing that I kind of, you know, took away from that. And again, you know, we've talked a lot about Dion and what he did at Colorado in terms of turning over that roster. Uh, the, The new head coach at Texas state did the same thing. He on a slightly smaller scale, but 50 new players on that roster, you don't really know what they're going to do on offense and defense because you have no tape to go by, and you know I think that kind of that that hurt Baylor in terms of preparation because you don't really know what the other team is going to do. You can you can kind of build a sense off of where that coach was previously, but you know he hadn't been a head coach previously, so you didn't have any kind of tendencies on his decision making either. So. Some of it was a perfect storm, but some of it they've got to improve their offensive line and you're absolutely right about Utah. That's gonna be a big, big test Oof. for them this weekend. Utah took care of Florida, gave them their first non conference loss out of state in like thirty years. I mean, it was non conference road loss out of state mm-hmm. in thirty years. Just I mean, kinda of, almost kinda of dismantled Utah, you know, or dismantled Florida if we're being honest. So um it was a good week for the incoming Big Twelve teams, yeah, certainly right. especially Utah, Colorado.
0: Yeah. So you mentioned Baylor, Sawyer Robertson, he's gonna be the one the Mississippi State transfer. He'll be getting the start, you anticipate?
3: Yeah, that's what it, it sounds like. Uh obviously I don't think Aranda's gonna announce until late, but uh that would be the logical place I would go from a starting quarterback standpoint. And I think uh uh the guys down here at ESPN Central Texas had his high school coach on uh the other day and you know he was telling them this, this is a kid that can really really make plays with his legs likes to have the ball in his hands when the game is on the line so yeah you know, this is his opportunity to to you know give Dave Aranda and the coaching staff an opportunity to see him in a live game and, and make them think about whether or not you will know, win shape and healthy you know in 2 3 weeks whether or not he gets his job back
2: I um thought Texas Tech was good enough uh, or would be at some point. And again, this was a loss, a non-conference loss, uh to to yeah. perhaps take on uh to get to Dallas and play for a Big Twelve championship. Um what went wrong in that game? Obviously, look at it's as big a night as there has been in Laramie, Wyoming in a long time, right? With CBS, their cameras there, prime time game. I know it didn't get off on time, but um what happened to Texas Tech in that football game? Is that um were you alarmed by what you saw Texas Tech? And they've got a, a tough one in their own right as they try to bounce back. What are your thoughts on the Red Raiders?
3: I wasn't that alarmed. Uh, I mean, I watched that whole game because I actually wrote, about, wrote the gamer for our site. And I, I think the things that they struggled with were things that they struggled with last year. Um, they didn't do well on third down offensively. Their defense had difficulty getting Wyoming off the field, uh, especially in the second half. Uh, I thought they did a good job, uh, you know, passing the football. I thought they did a good job at times defensively keeping Wyoming on their heels. But I-, I think the things that really just you know bedeviled them last year, including some really ill-timed penalties on their part, especially late in the game, uh, kind of came back to haunt them. And, you know, I thought it- it's interesting. One of their boosters put out this big post on Facebook or Twitter, I can't remember which, the other day. It was basically saying, you know, I know we all love Joey, but he's been here 14 games. (laughs) Give him a little time to figure things out. I mean, this is just his second year at the program. And, you know, I didn't see a team that was untalented. I didn't see a team that was, uh, you know, scared of the environment. And Laramie's not an easy place to play. I just saw a team that, you know, needs to fine-tune some things, specifically when it comes to doing a better job on third down offensively and doing a better job of – uh, executing in key moments and avoiding those penalties that you know players need to avoid uh, in order to avoid that you know 15-yard penalty. They had, they had one bad 15-yard penalty late in the game that just flat out the players should have been able to avoid.
0: Talk with Matt Postens as we take a look around the Big 12. It wasn't all bad. There were some positives, and we'll get into a few of those. Oklahoma, yes, it's Arkansas State, 73 points. I, I don't care who you're playing. That is impressive, we wondered about this Sooner team coming in. We're going to learn a whole lot more going forward. But your takeaway here, you're number two with Oklahoma.
3: Yeah, I mean, they were bound to improve. Um, you know, Brent Venables is a really good coach. Um, he's starting to get more and more of the type of guys that he wants in that program. Uh, their defense looked really good, obviously. I think that's more the kind of defense that Brent Venables wants to play. Uh, offense was in great shape. I, I admit I didn't get to watch much of that game. I saw the highlights. Uh, and, and watched a little uh, film over the weekend. but I mean you know the, the things that they needed to correct at least in that first game against an opponent that was obviously inferior, they've corrected them from year to year. So I'm really interested to see their track the next couple of weeks as they get ready for that opener with Cincinnati uh, up there in Cincinnati. Uh, I think they're tracking well toward being ready for that opener. And being in a place where they could, you know, be a contender in the
2: conference. Uh, did you see much of the Iowa State U and I game? If uh, if so, your thoughts on the Cyclones?
3: I didn't see a whole lot, but you know, I, I the Iowa State fans who were in my feed while I was covering the TCU Colorado game were very happy. Yeah. <laughs> I it, it made them very happy to blow out U and I for once. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think you know it sounded like the quarterback play was solid uh, from base, based based mm-hmm. on what I heard. Um, It sounds like the defensive play was solid too, and you know those are the kinds of things you got to carry over into the next week against Iowa, which is a much bigger game, uh, which is a a much more um, uh, much more significant opponent. But again, you know, just just looking at what Iowa did over the weekend, I I wasn't like blown away by uh, by what they did. So I, I think Iowa State has a lot of positive momentum to take into that game, and with that game being at home, I think it gives them a chance to win.
2: A lot more hopeful, that's
0: for sure. Certainly after this summer where we thought they were going to be after a week of the season. Well, looking forward to this week. And, of course, (sighs) Texas-Alabama is the headliner. You know, Texas, a ho-hum performance against Rice. Maybe not the domination that you wanted to see. You could definitely see, even it being game one, though, the look-ahead factor that was there. Just get the win and get ready for Bama this week. What's it going to take for the Longhorns to win this football game?
3: Well, anytime you go play a team like Alabama at their place, uh, you've got to play at a a very high level. You've got to execute well. You've got to convert well on third down offensively. You've got to get them off the field on third down, and you've got to create a couple of turnovers. You've got to make them make mistakes, and that's really hard to do with Alabama because they're not a team that makes a lot of mistakes, especially at home. Uh, That environment is incredible. I did a home game there last year, just a non-conference game with Southern Miss, and it was just you know it's insane they've got the led lights they've got a full house it's going to be an incredible environment and obviously alabama wants to stick it to them because texas is going to join the conference next year so it's a it has nothing to do with how texas will do in the big 12 because it's not a conference game but it's a big litmus test game for them <laughs> because they're obviously trying to gauge themselves against the rest of the sec and how better to do that against the best team in the sec over the past decade
2: uh, tomorrow night, I'm anxious to see this one for a couple of reasons. Uh, I think it's got a chance to be a competitive game. Iowa will play Illinois. Of course, Kansas will play Iowa State. So you get a look at both teams uh, in one viewing. Your thoughts on Illinois Kansas tomorrow?
3: I think that will be a really interesting game because I was really impressed with how quickly Brett Bielema got things going there yeah, in Illinois. He did. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it was uh, he turned things around much quicker, just in terms of getting them back on a path where they were winning football games, and competing for bowl games. He, I don't think they're a Big Ten contender, but they he has started to build a foundation there where I think they can do that. Um, you know, Kansas seemed to struggle just a little bit at the start of their game. With, I think it was Missouri State, but they 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 turned it on in the second half. Um, I think, um, Jalen Daniels' health is obviously going to be a, a big factor in how Kansas does in that game. By all accounts, I think he's gotten much healthier this week. Um, so if he's able to play a full game and give them the kind of performance they're used to seeing from him, I think it could be a really interesting game for Kansas. I, I like them at home just because they're at home and because I think they're, they're a talented team, but, um, I don't think it's a money I'd put. I don't think it's a game i put money on if we're looking at it from that
0: standpoint.
2: Yeah, I think he is going to play. At least he's going to try was the piece I read this morning. We'll see.
0: And we get a little Pac-12 after dark in a future conference game. How about late night Oklahoma State? Oh, that's a big spot. Yeah, yeah just Arizona t- State, yeah. Against Arizona State, Jalen Rashada, who because of NIL kind of was a name that a lot of people know but maybe not have seen him yet. This should be a fun one here. What do you think about the Cowboys going down to Tempe?
3: It's going to be a really interesting game. You know, I, one thing I like about Oklahoma State and Mike Gundy is that they're they're not afraid to go on the road and play at places where other Power Five teams are afraid to grow, go. You know, like last year they went to Boise State, they've been to Central Michigan previously. I mean, they they don't mind going on the road and and playing a team that actually has a chance to beat them. And Arizona State, you know, has a chance to beat them. Um, the thing that really worries me was they played a pretty middling southern utah team on saturday and only won that game by three points uh southern utah is a team that was picked up to finish tied for seven in the united american conference in the fcs so uh and you know it's the first game you're trying to work things out these kids don't get a preseason shot like they do in the nfl so you got to take it with a grain of salt but you know oklahoma did not struggle with their opponent Mm -hmm. arizona state did um being on the road will kind of balance things out a little bit and i'm I'm really curious to see what Mike Gundy does at quarterback because you've got three different guys that ran out there. He felt like Gunnar Gundy earned some stripes in their first game, but I, I really have no idea how who they're going to start, how much they're going to play, and when they're finally going to get to a point where they pick one guy to be their quarterback because that's, that's where they have to be when they get into Big 12 play in a couple weeks.
2: Matt Poston's Heartland College Sports. I know you're on the Texas Rangers beat. Just real quick, a baseball question. What has happened to this team? Ooh.
3: Uh, everything that could go wrong has gone wrong in the last two to three weeks. They're, the bullpen implosion is the biggest factor of it. Uh, there really, there doesn't seem to be anybody in that bullpen right now that Bruce Bochy can trust. And they've had a couple of stretches where their bullpen didn't pitch well, but they haven't had a stretch like this where just nobody mm. could get anything really done. And now you combine that with the fact that the starting pitchers are having trouble getting into the fifth and sixth mm-hmm. inning. Um, it doesn't matter how many, how much offense they can produce and they can still produce offense if you can't get the pitching together. They've got the athletics coming in this weekend. I almost kind of feel like that's a series they have to sweep because right after that, Oakland goes to Houston to play Mm -hmm. the Astros three games. So we're starting to get into a point in the schedule where the Rangers, um, are facing some teams that have wild card, you know, aspirations like the Blue Jays next week. The Astros, meanwhile, have nine out of their next twelve games with the uh, Athletics and the Royals. Oh so, the beneficial schedule that the Rangers had in April and May, getting the Athletics and the Royals early, it's kind of flipping itself now. And now the Astros have that beneficial schedule, and they're just knocking the cover off the baseball right now. It's not just the Rangers; their last ten road right. games, they've had like eleven or twelve runs a game and fourteen hits a game. I mean, they're just they're they're locked in. They have finally figured things out. Everybody's healthy and they're rolling toward a potential postseason berth. Uh,
2: are you on or are you off the Cowboys beat? Uh, either, regardless, your thoughts on uh, on the Cowboys. Can, <laughs> can they win the East? Uh, yeah, I am kind of
3: off the Cowboys beat now. But, yeah, I, I do think they can win the East. I, I think, you know, for them, they need somebody to step up at tight end, you know, with Dalton Schultz out the door. Uh, they need Brandon Cooks to kind of be the Brandon Cooks he's been three or four years ago. I think if he can be that, I think their passing game is going to be in great shape. Um, I love the fact that they kept, uh, uh, they're kept their running back room intact. Uh, the guys you would expect, Tony Pollard, I think he's going to have a really big year. Their defense is poised to be one of the best in football. Their defense plays the way that I think they can play. They're going to be a really hard team to score on. Uh, I, I think they absolutely have all the potential in the world to win the East. I think those two games with the Eagles are probably going to be the two games that are going to decide it. I don't see them finishing you know, more than a game or two away from one another, because you got to figure with the Eagles. They've got that Super Bowl hangover they've Mm got to deal with since they lost that game. Uh, It's going to be a really interesting race. I think they've got every chance to, to win the East and, you know, maybe for once, make a deep run in the postseason.
2: Matt Poston's Heartland College Sports. Matt, thanks for jumping on. We'll talk to you in the weeks ahead. Appreciate it. All right. Thanks, guys. Thank you, Matt Poston's. Uh, as we catch up with our buddy from uh, Heartland College Sports, a phenomenal resource for you Big 12 fans mm-hmm. in the listening
0: audience. And you can hear the Heartland College Sports Show here on KXNO you got morning. It.
2: Is that, that happened. Oh, that's yes. great. Pete Mundo. Yeah, good for Mundo. Good.
0: And the whole crew with you hear postings from time to time and you'll hear my voice coming up on So Saturday
2: you're part Monday, of it too. Uh, this week. Talking about it the Iowa Where do you the find Stake? the hours in the day? I'm a busy man. Jesus, I'll say. Um. Good for you. Uh, when does it air? Saturday mornings. So, prior to the wrestling show, after the wrestling. show? Saturday mornings. Saturday mornings. It is. We'll be listening for that Saturday mornings, uh, the Heartland College Sports uh, Radio Show. Pete Mundo and the team. They do a good job. They really do. All kidding aside. John Bowen Camp will join us next. We'll take a look at Iowa. As they get set to travel to Jack Trice, Associated Press is where John Bowen Kemp spends most of his writing hours. It's Miller & Condon on Des Moines Sports Station, 106.washersystems.com
0: Family-owned since 1970, Kemker's True Value & Rental helps you buy what you want and rent what you need. Get to work on that to-do list with help from Kemker's True Value & Rental. Kemker's has all your hardware needs, plus their rental catalog is perfect for do-it-yourselfers. With two Central Iowa Locations to better serve you in Grimes and Huxley, make it Kempker's True Value and Rental. Find out what they can do for you at Kempker's True
2: Value.com. That's Kempker's True Value. So good. Man, our equipment is just dirty. Well, you need to call Washer Systems of Iowa. Dang, man, I'm freezing. We need some heat in here. Washer Systems of Iowa's got heaters. This floor is a mess. Washer Systems of Iowa is Central Iowa's commercial cleaning equipment experts. Featuring Mighty M pressure washers, factory cat floor scrubbers, and Energy Logic waste oil furnaces. All the equipment that you'll need to keep your equipment clean and your shop nice and warm. Stop by the showroom at 6050 Northeast 14th Street in Des Moines, an exclusive dealer of Mighty M commercial cleaning equipment. Online at... Dot w- joined by Dr. Kelly Jansma from Elite Eye Care with locations in
0: Waukee, Tewin, Ankeny, and Norwalk. Dr. Jansma, you do so much more than just new glasses and contacts. We also provide medical eye care for things like dry eyes, eye allergies, glaucoma, diabetic eye care, and especially urgent things. We want to encourage you to call our office when you have an eye emergency instead of going to urgent care where they might not be properly equipped to diagnose and manage an eye condition. That's Elite Eye Care online i Dr. Des Moines. You may know Exile Brewing Company for Iowa's number one lager, Ruthie. Exile Brewing Company also brings you Swarm Golden Ale, where 20% of the revenue is donated to the Iowa Swarm Collective. Helping Iowa student-athletes. And the Swarm Collective compete in today's college environment. Plus, Exile has an incredible experience at their brew pub, the go to game watch site for Iowa games all season long. Exile Brewing Company. Enjoy and aims. It's only a kick,
3: a jump, a block. It's only a serve, it's only a tackle.
2: Millery Condon, welcome back to Moines Sports me. Station, 106.3 KXNO. Let's get John Camp in here. He covers the Hawkeyes, various uh, destinations, AP being one of them. Uh Cy Hawk this weekend. We'll get into that in a second. I want to start with the uh, suddenly uh, circling the drain. Los Angeles Dodgers <laughs> losing five out of six. They won't be fine. <laughs> This doesn't Back look like a team went, that's going to be they fine. Went
1: twenty five and four in August.
2: They'll be fine. <laughs> Is that what they were in August? Twenty five and four. Mm,
0: not bad. Yeah. yeah, not bad. I they're- think they're okay. They're, I
2: think zero. They're, okay. they're thirty games above five hundred, so they'll right. stag, they'll stagger to the finish line in the uh, in the West. Uh but all kidding aside, obviously the Rhea stuff is is awful. Uh he's right. had it's his second strike, probably his last strike. Uh it should be. I don't think he'll pitch for the Dodgers again. Um no. we'll, we'll see. I doubt it very much though. But Kershaw's now kind of um, you know that shoulder of his popping up again every now and then. I know Bueller's uh, had a rehab assignment. Uh, you can fill us in on the, how, how that went. But the starting pitching, John, for the team that's obviously a lot of people thinking not only win the uh, uh, win the National League, but win a win a World Series title. Starting pitching, uh, a concern, yay or nay?
1: A little bit. I, I don't even say I'll say a lot, but at the same time, I think they've got a lot of. I think they've got a lot of young pitchers. And, I mean, there's some guys that we haven't seen really a whole lot. You know, I mean, you talk about Walker Bueller and his rehab. I wouldn't count on that if I was them. Mm-hmm. But if you if it happens, that's fine. Um, but Ryan Pepio, who pitches tonight, you know, has missed most of the year with, with, with an injury. He When he's pitched in the majors, he's pitched well this year. But they just keep kind of shuttling him back and forth. And I don't know if that's just to kind of, you know, get him to where he's you know, at his best when you get at the end of the year, um, but yeah, I mean, it, it's a concern because you're, you may go into the, the playoffs with with three rookie starters and Lance Lynn. Mm-hmm. But you know, again, it's their 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 philosophy has always been what how what's it going to take to get twenty seven outs in a game in the postseason, and it's burned them a few times, quite a few times. But it also worked in twenty twenty, so it's 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 hit or miss. Uh, you know, I've always said postseason in baseball is such a crapshoot anymore. This makes it a, li- a lot more of a crapshoot for them, but they'll be fine. So I'm not worried. That's
2: You're fine. not worried.
0: Well, no. that, that's what we get from Bowen Camp. How that's worried fine. are you about the Iowa running game after what we saw Saturday against a Utah State team a year ago? Couldn't stop the run. And the retooled offensive line, and Rusty Feth comes in, and Dejon Parker, though he didn't play, more of the same run game. How concerned should Hawkeye fans be?
1: Um, if you go just off of what happened, you know, on Saturday, then then I mean, yeah, I, you know, there there should be reason for concern. But I always like to see what a team does from game one to game two. So I'll be curious to see how they are on Saturday. If this is a recurring problem on Saturday, then it becomes, in my mind, a little bit more of a concern. Um, but I mean, because bottom line is as much criticism as Brian Ferentz takes much criticism as you know, a lot of what happened last year was on, was because of the offense line and their inability to run the ball, their inability to protect quarterback. They have to be better. And, and it wasn't just the running game, but there were mistakes the other day. There were false starts. There were, you know, whatever. And, and there were qu- more than a couple of times that, you know, Cade McNamara just kind of, just, you know, threw the ball to the ground. Like, what are you guys doing? Mm-hmm. Um, there has to be consistency on the line, and they have to clean up those mistakes. Um, you know, Like I said, I'm not that worried yet because it is one game, and, and you, know, you want to see what happens from game one to game two. But if it doesn't improve, then you start wondering if this might become a season-long issue. But they have to become more consistent. They have to be a lot cleaner up front.
2: Speaking of season-long issues, do you get the sense that Cade McNamara's injury might be a season-long issue?
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I just feel it's just one of those things that, that if they thought it would be, it would get better by him not playing, like, for example, last week, him not playing in that game, mm-hmm. and he can play against Iowa State, and he would have been just fine, they would have done it. But I think probably they've been told, look, this will be as, as much as he can handle. How much this injury affects him is how much he can handle. If it becomes a real problem and he can't run and he can't do some of the things, then you put in another quarterback. Um, but I do think it's going to be something that we're going to be talking about for a long period of time, maybe the whole
0: year. If they do have to put in a new quarterback, how much trouble is Iowa?
1: Mm. I, I, I think they're probably in better shape than they would have been last year. I mean, I, I, I think he, I think Deacon Hill will do the job. It's not going to be what Cade McNamara did, but I think he he is he's probably a little he's probably a little more suited for that backup job than what Alex Padilla was last year, in my mind. So, you know, and I said that at the beginning of the year when we were talking about quarterbacks. To, the, to me, the biggest thing was that room, and, and I thought it was just a better room, one, two, and three. I still think it is. So, I mean, I I, I mean, yeah, you're always going to take a step back with a backup quarterback, but I don't think the step back is going to be as bad this year as what it would have been last year.
2: John, I didn't see, uh, read rather, the, uh, the Kirk Ferentz uh, press conference transcript. Was he asked at all about whether he'll have to put out an availability report on the road against a, a Big 12 team. I mean, Matt Campbell won't put one out. It seems right. like uh, somewhat of an unfair advantage to be forced to do so when the team, uh, your opponent, doesn't have to do it. Was Ferentz asked that, and will they have to put out an availability report? He wasn't asked that, and that is a good question. I'm
1: assuming yes.
2: Yeah, that's that how I think it's I think, too.
1: A, I think it's, a, it's a Big Ten thing. Yeah, I, I think it. No matter where it's at, I think you got to do it, you know. And I mean, last week, I mean, there wasn't really any surprises on it. We knew who was out. We knew Kate McNamara was questionable. I know people were all frantic about that word over the weekend, but, but it's like, you know, they came out and said, oh, by the way, he's questionable. Um, but, um, you know, I, I think that, um, yeah, I think they have to do it. And, and is, is it an unfair advantage? Yeah, a little bit. But I think there, wasn't, there really last week there wasn't really any surprises on there that we didn't already kind of know.
2: Is Wampco K, okay, was that strictly cramping? Or is there potentially something yeah. more there? Cramp, yeah, that was he it?
1: Said, Kirk said yesterday it was, it was. I mean, I think there, was, there were a lot of heat-related issues last week. With some guys, I think some cramping and all that other stuff, but it, it doesn't sound like it's a problem, and, and he'll be good to go on Saturday.
0: Definitely need him and uh, see what they can do. Did you ch- have a chance to watch any of the U and I Iowa State game or any highlights or anything? Your, your thoughts on the Cyclones going in?
1: I, I, I didn't get a chance to see them, but I mean, I, 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 I find them to be an interesting team because I think this is a really good defense. I don't know what their offense is like. I really, because you've got so many new names. And um, you know, so so it'll be kind of curious again to see what they do from week one against an FCS team to their offense. Week one against FCS team to week two against one of the best defenses in the country. Mm-hmm. And so, so that'll be that'll be. I want to kind of see what that looks like on Saturday because I think that's going to be one of the keys to the game is what can they do against Iowa's defense and what does Iowa know about them after just one game.
2: Yeah, I think both teams uh, have uh, really good defenses, which leads a lot of people to believe this is going to be uh, yet another sc- uh, low-scoring football game. Deshaun Lee um, kind of thrust into this, onto, onto the scene and certainly held himself, uh, I, I thought, uh, gave a good account of himself. Deshaun Lee certainly, because they were going to go against him, right? He's going to see a lot of no, balls coming his way, uh, and he didn't embarrass himself one bit. No,
1: and and that's a good sign. I mean, when you can play like that, Right off the bat, I mean, it's, I mean, you're, you're going to have growing pains in that job, and that that always happens. But I thought he played really well the other day, and I thought that's that's a good way. Then that's a, a good momentum build in the, into that game too, you know. And 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 so I, I thought he was very good. I thought that whole you know everything he did the other day was really good, and that's a good sign to see from such a
2: young player.
0: Two-game suspension for Jamari Harris. He'll be back for the Western Michigan game. And also T.J. Hall played late in the game, and I, I thought he looked pretty good out there, certainly compared to what we saw him the last time we saw him last November against Nebraska. With that, Noah Shannon's going through the appeal process. Any idea how long this is going to take, when there's going to be something back, uh, when it's going to be, he'll have a chance to be heard, all those kind of things? What's the latest on Shannon?
1: You know, I, you would like to think that it's going to get done quickly, but it is also the NCAA. And so it's just so hard to stay with them. And it's so hard to see, you know, it's so hard to see wh where this is going to go. I, I just, it's one of those things I don't anticipate him being back, no but, yeah. um, but at the same time, you know, you never know, again, you never know what they're thinking and you never know what that group might say on a particular day. So, uh, it's just such a mystery right now, and I think they're just learning to play without him. And then, okay, if he comes back, great. But if not, this is what we got to do.
2: Yeah, we'll see, uh, John. Your thoughts on the Big Ten West from uh, from opening weekend? I know you're busy covering a game, but I'm sure you've uh, whether it be Big Ten Network or that, uh, what are they called? 60 and, the what do they call it, sixty the sixty minute BTN weekend. and six. Yeah. it's phenomenal. It really is a great resource. Your thoughts on the Big Ten West?
1: Just so wide open, and, and I knew it would be. You know, I mean, I, I mean, I, I yeah. The Minnesota Nebraska game was was fascinating in its ugliness. Um, you know, I mean, it's just it's, there's just going to be certain games that I think are going to really determine this. And, and 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 I look at Iowa's schedule and I think that game at Wisconsin is going to go a long way to determining, you know, certain things. I mean, it's just so wide open, and and there really isn't anybody right now that you can look at and say, hey, that's the favorite. But but in, you know, again, one week it's kind of hard to tell. But it's just it's just going to be it's just going to be a lot of what it was last year I think
0: is the Wise Owl returning to Central Iowa
1: Of course I mean mm. wouldn't miss this one for the world you know so So what are you um,
0: looking for a, a 4 hour lightning delay what are, <laughs>
1: what are you oh, looking God, for I hope not Well you got I, presidential
0: I candidates that'll be fun for you
1: I, Oh yeah I can't wait um I, I did hear the the press box is air conditioned which is a major step upgrade. up from the last from from the last time I was there, um, so that at least makes this a little better. But all kinds of weird stuff happens every time you know that game is played there, and so I'm just kind of prepared for anything's possible at this point.
2: Good stuff, John. Thanks for popping on. Appreciate it, uh, John Bowen Cap AP this week, John. Yep, no, no, no. I'm I'm Hawkeye Nation. Hawkeye Nation this week. Good yep. stuff. Thanks, John Bowen Cap. We'll talk to you in the weeks yep. ahead. Yep, have a good one. Yep, See appreciate you. it, John Bowen Camp. As we catch up with our buddy John Bowen Camp from the uh um, Have you seen a bunch of picks? Kind of what the, there's, there's probably a day before how yeah, everybody's. I think they'll start to trickle in a little bit more. I know Sean Roberts gave us some warning today that he's going to have his video camera up in front of us at this <laughs> t- at some point tomorrow. I guess most of it'll come out tomorrow. I'm leaning. I'm leaning Iowa State. I am too. I thought this game was. Thirty five to seven. You know what I need to do? I
0: mean for Iowa all summer long. I have to go back and see exactly how much I had invested in Iowa during the off season. Oh, on this game? Yeah, because the look ahead lines, I fired. I fired heavy for me. Right. Both Yeah. And I want to buy out of it now. Now now I also have to see is there a middling opportunity? Well it's four and a half. There might be a middling opportunity here because I think I got a couple of tickets with Iowa like plus one and a half. And then I got that four and a half with Iowa State in the other. Iowa wins
2: this game by one, two, three, or four? Mm. That middle? Can Can anybody win this game by a couple of touchdowns?
0: Not without defensive scores, right. short fields. If this is, both teams punt the ball eight times. Yeah. Both teams get 11 possessions. Yep. Yeah. No. it's What
2: was the 9-6 game? Yeah, 9-6. That, well, that was over in Iowa City, wasn't it? That was. It? Yeah. Uh the I Shaggy game 15-13, mm-hmm. I just if McNamara is limited and he's going to be he's, limited. He's limited yes. I just don't see that this Iowa State defense is good. They said that they are not running quarterbacks.
0: Kirk said this. Right. They're not they're not using waggle plays. He's not bootlegs.
2: sandbagging this, is he? No way.
0: No, no. way. First play of the game a boot. <laughs> I think they'll move the pocket a little bit at times. He's not just going to be a sitting. Not pull a
2: Peyton Manning. <laughs> no one in the world's expecting this. Right. First play quarterback draw he right. goes something for thirty. Like, something like that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Spread everything out straight up the shoot. Oh, the, you know that if that happens, uh-huh. I will chuckle. Oh, I yes. will be bent over. That that'll be will be good. Just I just don't think he is. I think Cade McNamara's really hurt. It's a big issue and i don't see it getting any better unfortunately what i do see is we're going to invite the first 4 of you at 5152845966 to uh, jump on board here and play for some Claxons Barbecue. Claxons Barbecue Giveaway. We'll give uh, four questions. You get the most right. You'll get a $35 certificate. The runner-up gets 25 Claxons moves from Friday to Thursday. Uh, tomorrow we'll give away Dr. Fuller's tickets for the next Iowa game. Who is that? Western Michigan? Western Michigan, yes. Uh, you can only win once a year, so if you want to... I mean, we'd love to have you participate in that contest, but there's bigger games on the schedule. But Doc Fuller has given us a season ticket for every single one of those Hawkeye football games. We'll give away those tomorrow uh, on our Twitter feed. Miller & Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 and .com.
1: Get in on the action with the world's largest sportsbook. Right at your fingertips. Circa Sports Iowa is where the pros play. Enjoy the highest limits, lowest takeouts, and competitive betting menus. Download, fund, and bet from anywhere in Iowa. Circa Sports Iowa. Sports betting the way it should be. Download your new bookie today. Visit circasports.com. Must be over 21 and present in Iowa to bet. Have a gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF.
0: Do you remember the last walk-off Homer to win the World Series? It's been a while, but the answer is 1993. Do you know when Wolf Roofing started roofing houses? That's right, 1993. Wolf Roofing has been around for a long time. For your next roofing project, put the experience of Wolf Roofing on your side. Find them on the web at wolfroofing.net or give them a call at 515-225-8866. Or online, wolfroof.com for details.
2: Bill and Condon, welcome back to Moyne Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO, Claxon's Barbecue Giveaway Klaxon's, 3131 8th Street, Southwest in Altoona Serving barbecue for over 25 years Online, KlaxonBBQ.com The tiebreaker To those of you who will participate Is total passing yards in the Cyhawk game, Jason J. Lucas uh, and Adam, uh, total passing yards in Seahawks combined, closest without going over. Jason's first. Jason, Iowa is a four-and-a-half point favorite over Iowa State. Iowa. Uh, the total is 36-and-a-half. Over, under? Under. Uh, Colorado is a three-and-a-half point favorite over Nebraska. Uh,
1: Nebraska.
2: Uh, the Chiefs tonight give four-and-a-half to the Lions. Lions. Total passing yards, Seahawks, closest without going over. 370. Thank you, Jason. Appreciate it. Thank you. Uh, Jay is next. Hi, Jay. Yes. Uh, Iowa's a four-and-a-half point favorite over Iowa State. They're going to win by three, so I'll take Iowa State. All right. Over under 36-and-a-half. Under. Uh, Colorado, three-and-a-half point favorite over the Huskers. Colorado Chiefs four and a half to the Lions tonight. Lions with Kelsey out. Okay, total point uh, total passing yards rather in the Seahawks uh, game. Closest without going over. Four twenty. Thanks, Jay. Enjoy the games. Yep, thanks. Appreciate it, Lucas. <laughs> I know, I've just got All right. me. <laughs> Hi, Lucas. How are you? Not too bad. Ready to go. All right, I was a four and a half point favorite over the Clones. Let's go State. Uh, over under 36 and a half. Free money, choose under. <laughs> Colorado, three Colorado three and a half point favorite over Nebraska. Uh, let's take Colorado. Uh, Chiefs give four and a half to the Lions. I will go with the Chiefs. Total passing yards in Seahawks.
3: 300.
2: 300 on the button. Thanks, Lucas. Enjoy the game. Thanks, sir. Appreciate it. Uh, and Adam brings it to a close. Hi, Adam. Hey, how's it going, guys? Good. Uh, Hawkeyes, 4.5 over Iowa State.
1: State.
2: Uh, Over under, 36.5.
1: i got to be different than everybody else. We'll go over.
2: Okay. Uh, uh, The Buffs give 3.5 to Nebraska. Let's go Buffs. Uh, Chiefs, 4.5 point favorite tonight over the Lions. Chiefs. Key word being tonight. I love it. Uh, total passing yards in Iowa. Iowa State closest without going over. Adam. Two ninety nine. Two ninety nine. Thank you, sir. Appreciate it. Thank. Yep. yep. Thank you, and thank you to Claxons, thirty one, H Street Southwest in Altoona. Do you have a feel tonight?
0: Ah, uh, I would lean KC, but it's just a lean. It is not an official play. Do you have any of those? I don't. Baseball. We finally got off the Schneid on baseball last night, and I hit. He had a uh, one of those free bets, so I was able to come home with the two team parlay that actually got us profitable. But I've been getting clubbed. I was down twelve units in baseball. That's what the last you said yesterday, days. I was surprised. It's been a rough go of baseball, but you know you got football mm-hmm. taking up a lot more of my capping time, mm-hmm. and that's the thing. There's a reason when you hear about pros that for the most part they specialize in one thing. Yeah. Could be baseball. Yeah.
2: Could be college basketball. Well, Good for a lot of people. It is college men's college but basketball.
0: But if you're really looking to be profitable, especially this time with
2: multiple things going on, it's really difficult to do and do it right. Focus. Yes. Tough to do. All right, we'll be back uh, tomorrow. Uh, We'll give you all our picks for what they're worth. Uh, Murph and Andy coming up. They're five minutes away. The drive with Heather and Sean, three until six every day starts at six with local programming with the Morning Rush. Miller and Condon weekdays, 11 to 1 on Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO.